Hey mama, welcome back to Mama's Mission. You're listening to Deb and today I've got a special guest with me. Her name is Kyan and she is from the YouTube channel, YouTube Today, the YouTube channel Kyan and Matt. And on her channel, she shares faithful motherhood, simple living and intentional daily rhythms. And when I saw her content on rhythms, I thought I have to have her on the podcast. So I did. And I learned a ton. We talk about all things rhythms, how you create them, how they evolve, how to use them in the home, and especially how they can be used to point your kids to Jesus, because that's what we're here for. I pray that you are blessed by our conversation, Mama, and you enjoy it. Hey, Mama, welcome to Mama's Mission. Do you wish pointing your kids to Jesus could be simple? Are you overwhelmed with no schedule and good habits so what you want to achieve, like discipling, doesn't happen? Do you have the best intentions to read that devotion with the kids, but after a bit, you lose your groove and feel that pointing your kids to Jesus is too hard? Hey, I'm Deb. I too was overwhelmed with the concept of discipling my littles. I was inconsistent in showing my kids Jesus, jumping from one idea to the next, and I wish for some structure to my day to make that happen. I wanted some routines and ideas on how to point my kids to Jesus, but I kept telling myself this is too hard and it's going to take way too much time until I found routines and habits. In this podcast, you'll discover what discipling your kids is and looks like, how to schedule time in to point your kids to Jesus, and what tools you could use to help you do so so that you can be the mama living out her greatest mission, to show her kids Jesus. So grab a coffee, or maybe two, Kick back and get ready to launch into your mission. Welcome to the podcast, Kyan. Thank you so much for joining us here at Mama's Mission. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited for our conversation today. I did a bit of sleuthing. I just had one evening where I was just vegging and, you know, you just on YouTube and all this stuff comes up and your page came up and I thought, oh, this looks quite interesting. And then really quickly I was hooked. So I thought I have to get her on the podcast because what you have to share, I think is going to be real gold for our listeners. Can you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yeah, absolutely. I am Cayenne. I'm a wife to Matt. We've been married for eight years now. We have currently three kids that are three and under. Our oldest will be four shortly. And then we have a two and a half year old and an eight month old. So We struggled with infertility for the first three years early in our marriage, and then the Lord blessed us with three kids and three years. So it's a little chaotic some days, but um, it's very full and very busy, and we absolutely love it. I love that, actually. I didn't know you struggled with infertility because we have the same journey. It was a little bit longer, and I think my husband would, you know, like more children, but hey, that's what it is, and they are such a blessing. Yes, absolutely. So what's one word you would use to describe your family? I was trying to think through this earlier when I was thinking through the questions. And the first word that came to mind was intentional. And I think this is something that feels a little funny to say now, because looking at the past periods of our life, we were not we were not always this way. So it hasn't always been true in our life. But the past few years specifically, I think we're very intentional as a family overall with what we say yes and no to and how we're spending our time and how we want to be growing in this season. That's It's just something that comes up a lot as we try to be really intentional to communicate with each other, with our kids and all of those kind of things right now. That's so cool. Did you find with the intentionality, 
was this something that you just kind of were in alignment on yourself and your husband or was this something more driven by you or your husband like how did that work out I think originally I probably started more of the process of trying to be more intentional with how we're communicating with things um but he came on board pretty quickly I would say he he does tend to communicate pretty well and he's open to all of those kinds of things I think saying no to things that was the thing that being intentional with was a lot harder well, it was hard for both of us. We're both people pleasers. So that side of it was a little harder for us to struggle through, but we had been through enough hard seasons that that intentionality was kind of crucial at that point in our life. Well, that's awesome. So what's one thing you would want mamas to catch from you know, what you have to share? Um, I think one of the main things that the Lord is teaching me right now and in lots of conversations with other moms as well is this idea that we have to do everything and that we have to be everything. I think as moms, especially, we feel so much responsibility to be everything to everyone and to do all the things and to be the best at everything. And really the reality is that no one, no one can do it all. And we know that, and we know that we need to have the Lord as our strength. But then as we're acting that out day to day, we don't, we don't fully connect that. I feel like from our hearts to our brains and social media, especially there are many benefits to social media, but I think it's warped our perspective a little bit of reality because we truly believe that everyone except us is more put together and doing more than we are. And everyone has different preferences and callings and capacities. Um, but the idea of creating boundaries to scale back and slow down is so needed because when we're scrolling through Instagram, we see the highlight reels, you know, that's the reality mm. is like, as much as we want to show up and be vulnerable, we can to an extent, but no one's going to show up on their worst day and show their worst moments. Right. And yeah. so then we have, I think just I think a skewed perspective because we see that and we just don't realize that disconnect because we don't also get the privilege of seeing like those hard moments in people's lives behind the scenes as well. So then we're holding ourselves to a standard that just isn't realistic. Um, and when we're trying to do everything all at once, I think we easily find ourselves living like so far beyond our capacity that we're not truly doing anything well. And that was a point that I, I have struggled with a lot. That's really good, actually. I can so relate to that, doing all the things and not asking for help when help people around me are willing to help. My mm -hmm. husband is more than willing, but just feeling like you need to do it all, which mm -hmm. is such a, a load of rubbish. Like, yeah. yeah, I've actually been going through that recently and not being afraid to actually go, even though I've been home most of the day with our son, going actually could you hang up that washing or yeah. could you could you make a start on dinner and he my husband is so willing to do it and yeah. even with our children I'm I'm a firm believer you know obviously my son's not walking yet so I've probably got a little bit to go but you know my daughter is you know she's our dishwasher pro and yeah that's what it's all about it's everyone we're part of a family we're part of a team and we need to pull our weight all of us and we don't yeah, just because we have the role as mum doesn't mean that we have to do everything. Right, right. I think it comes back to, I found like a lot of the pride aspect in my own heart too of like asking for help. I almost, yeah. I don't realize that I want to be the one to do it all. And I I don't ask other people, yeah, to invite them in to help you because they really are so willing to help if you just ask them. Uh, so true. So one thing that really caught me with the, uh, sorry, the, YouTube channel of yours is your discussion around rhythms. And this is something that's been 
on my heart quite a lot recently. So I'd really love to get your take on the whole concept of rhythms. So can you, they're obviously really important to you. Can you unpack what they are, what they mean to you and why they're important? Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a little bit of background of how I found rhythms first, because I think it's helpful to have context in that way. But um, the idea of rhythms in my life goes back a couple years to after I had my second child, I really struggled with postpartum depression. And I was really struggling and just in a hard place. And I realized that we had fallen as a couple into some workaholic tendencies and prioritizing work over a lot of different areas in our life. So at that period of life, we were full-time entrepreneurs together for over five years. And so um, things had started to shift for the better once we started having kids. But I think we had never taken the time to do the work to intentionally establish regular rhythms and routines to reflect our actual priorities. And so we had a successful business and things seemed great on the outside. And there were a lot of good things in our lives as well. But behind the scenes, we were really struggling with just that balance between work and life and even simple things like like regular routines around the house, like having the right food in our fridge and our pantry so that we could cook from home instead of just eating out and spending hundreds of dollars on, you know, takeout and stuff like that, or making sure we had systems to clean our house regularly so that if people popped over, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't have people over. My house is destroyed (laughs) like that kind of thing. So it came to a head when we realized that I was struggling with postpartum depression and something just really had to change. So I started therapy and we worked through that side of things. And as I was working through a lot of that, I looked at her life and just realized I was tired of living in the overwhelm and stress and like the constant hustle and go, go, go. So we did a lot of work to start reworking basically all of the habits and routines we had accidentally created because a lot of times, you know, you don't intend to have your life look this way, but things just happen over time. And all of a sudden your priorities are one way and your actual life and day-to-day looks very different. Um, And so that was when I came across the idea of rhythms, when I was researching, you know, kind of habits and like how how to change all of those things, because there was just a lot that needed to change at once. So rhythms to me are basically intentional systems that you set up to flow automatically with your life. And they provide a framework to your life to help make sure that your priorities are being reflected and important things are being managed well. So everything, everyone has a different perspective of what's important to them. But if, you know, eating at home is important to you, obviously you need to have groceries in the fridge and pantry regularly to be able to do that without a lot of stress. So I found that rhythms can be applied to home management things like cooking and cleaning and tidying, all of that kind of stuff. But it can also be applied to like how you spend time with your family and how you're intentionally investing in them and their hearts and like slowing down. Um, So I find that they're really important because they eliminate decision fatigue and overwhelm and stress. And I know as a mom, I can definitely struggle with, with all of those things. And when we are going through our days and consciously making decisions about every single thing that we have to do, it's almost like an internet internet browser that is open with 50 tabs at once all buffering (laughs) and you know you're sitting there just completely overstimulated and exhausted and it's just more work than it needs to be so if we can intentionally implement rhythms in our life I feel like they take out the guesswork out of your days and just help your life flow on autopilot along with you that is really cool I love your description of what rhythms are and I think that you were right the background of where you were coming from is really important because I think a lot of us can relate I don't know I think it is probably even more so the hustle culture in the states in New Zealand maybe not so much we Mm -hmm. are more of a go with the flow kind of culture but Mm -hmm. 
it is coming into our culture, you know, the side hustle movement, move, 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 you've got to do, you've got to be busy, all of those things. And that's not, I mean, I don't, I don't believe that that's where the Lord wants us. Yeah. And so that's why I feel rhythms are really important. So can you, how do they actually guide your day? You know, you've shared how important they actually are and how you can actually use them in different realms of your life, but how do they actually guide your day? I feel like they give us like a loose structure and framework for our days. So they're not so rigid that you can't miss a day here and there and not pick it back up. Um, But it helps us make sure that everything that's important to us are happening regularly. So to give like actual examples of this, like in home management, for example, a few things that we do, we have specific rhythms throughout the day of times that we like tidy up quickly each room of our house so that we don't get to a state of our whole house, you know, having toys everywhere and just things piling up all the time. Or I have a laundry basket in my room and I intentionally keep it pretty small. And as soon as that is full, we do the laundry then. So like that is not a specific rhythm around a time of day, but it's more so once the basket is full, we do the laundry at that point so that it's never piling up to a point that it takes hours to catch up on. Um, Some other things that we do, we have a Sunday meeting where we make a grocery list and we meal plan everything all at once so that we're not running out of food. And then along the lines of investing in our family to kind of just show you different ways that they can apply to various aspects of your life. We, something that's a newer rhythm to us is having a family Sabbath every week. So that one's a new one that we're implementing. Another, we go outside basically first thing. I mean, usually within 10 to 15 minutes of my kids waking up, I try to get outside and we sit on the porch for about 10 to 15 minutes together. And this is just a time for us to connect. We sit out, we breathe in the fresh air, we look at the trees, you know, whatever the season applies for us, it's fall right now. So we are looking at the leaves changing color and talking about that kind of thing. But I feel like it helps us start the day just a little bit slower and talking about what's going to happen in the day, not just rushing through everything. Um, another rhythm along the lines of connecting is that my husband and I have a weekly meeting to look over our calendar and just get on the same page with what's to come. So those are some examples of how we apply it just kind of in various aspects of our life. That's really awesome. With the rhythms that you've created, is this something that has just naturally evolved or do you see a need? Like for example, with the weekly check-in with your husband, we do the same thing. But I found that there was such a need there because we were not on the same page about a lot of things and mm-hmm. our schedules were getting so busy at one stage that mm-hmm. I needed my husband's help more. So I was like, we need to set aside some time so that every week we kind of check in. But that's an example of where we had that need arise. And yeah. then I created that rhythm to come into our every week. So is that how rhythms are formulated for you guys? Yeah, pretty similarly. I would say when I first started with it, when we had just a lot of those regular like grocery list shopping, things like that, that we did a lot at once. And then since then, it's just been slowly over time as we see problems coming up, kind of shifting the rhythms, because I think that they can change as your season changes too. when we had our third baby and we had a newborn again, like that changes a lot of the rhythms in our life. So we kind of just look at, I think, especially the areas of stress or friction in our schedule. And if I'm seeing that repeatedly over time, then it's like, okay, we need to sit down and either rethink the rhythm that we have or implement a new rhythm or system around that. That's awesome. So every listener here predominantly is concerned about pointing their kids to Jesus. This is the aim of the game here. And 
we all want to know, like I help mamas point their kids to Jesus by routines and habits, that kind of thing. Because what I've found with a lot of mamas is that they have the right intentions. They just don't know how to orchestrate it necessarily. And yes. life tends to get away with us. Like I think you were saying in the beginning of the episode that we they they were created by accident. Like, you know, <laughs> your busy schedule. It's not something that you intentionally were like, that's it. We are totally going to focus on our business and not our family. Yeah. That's just accidentally how it happened. <laughs> right, right. So mamas out there, you know, they want to, they want some help there. So how do you feel rhythms can help us with pointing our kids to Jesus? Yeah, I found that I don't think I expected this necessarily when we started it out, but rhythms have been super helpful in discipling our kids. Also, when I started implementing rhythms, my youngest was like one, a little over one. So, I mean, not quite old enough, but in the past few years of implementing them, they have made a huge difference for us. And just like you were saying, literally exactly along that, I was thinking that earlier today, that we all, as Christian moms, we want to regularly point our kids to Jesus and like build that strong foundation throughout their childhood. We want that to be the base that they have, but it can be so easy to get distracted with everything that we have to do in our to-do list and the places that we have to go and things to get done that we forget the discipling, I feel like discipling is done in a bunch of small moments over time, just yeah. tiny habits, you know, of regularly pointing them to God. Um, and it's not just showing up to church on Sunday and then forgetting about it until you come back the next week. There's a lot of little tiny things that happen in between. And so we want to be intentional and regularly doing that. Deuteronomy 6 is something I come back to all the time where we're supposed to teach them about God diligently when we're sitting in our house and when we're walking by the way when we lie down and when we rise. And I think rhythms help us to intentionally create those tiny habits that we do consistently to point them to Jesus daily without getting so distracted, like, cause they're just flowing with you. And so you're not having, it almost becomes where you're not consciously thinking about it as much, which makes it a lot easier to do. Cause that's your intention that you want to do, but you want to have that happen just with the least amount of friction as possible. Right. Um, mm. And so things like praying together throughout the day, a rhythm that we have is during breakfast, we are working on memorizing scripture with our kids. And so we do a different verse, typically about a week or so it takes them to memorize it right now. And so we go through that at breakfast every day. I sit down with them, we go through the memory verse and we just tie that to eating breakfast. And so I don't have to really think about it too much. I know every day during breakfast, this is what we do. Or talking about God throughout the moments. Like I found that our morning outside time that I mentioned earlier actually created a lot of opportunity for us to talk about God and all the beautiful things he's created. Most of the time, that is a lot of what we're talking about because just being out in nature, you can't help but talk about the beauty that he's created around us. So I think all of these little things, they just add up to so much more than we realize in the moment. That's so true. With the um, memorization, which I think is a really cool one, is that something going back to with the rhythms, how we were talking about they formulated just from a need? Or is that just a discussion that you have with your husband that this is something that we'd love our children to actually catch? Like we really want them to take scripture and for it to be rooted in there and for them to live it out. Like how how did that come about? I think it partially came about because I was trying to memorize scripture more in my own personal life because I, I did when I was younger. And then I feel like in my adult years, I took a break from doing that for a while. And so I was trying to be more intentional myself. And I realized that my kids weren't too young to memorize scripture. I had seen, I was encouraged actually by some people on YouTube and Instagram that had shared their kids as toddlers 
they can memorize way more than we think they can. And so I was, mm-hmm. I just wanted to start. So that's where I tied, I had to tie it to a specific time of day and like action or else I knew I would forget it. I don't know. I don't know if you really, but I feel like I have so many things in my brain all the time yeah. that I'm like, this is the goal. But if I don't actually set a time of day, it's not going to happen. And so, yeah, that's what I started with the breakfast. And then we've been doing that for several months now. And my kids have gone through a lot of verses and it's been so cool They're, I mean, the two that are learning are two and three and they catch on to it a lot quicker than I would have ever guessed. It humbles me for sure. That is really awesome. I love that. That's been really inspiration, actually, inspirational, actually, because that's something that we've done, but then stopped. And I think you're so right. You have to tie it to something. Um, I, I think they're anchor points or something like that in yeah. your day. And that's what it is with breakfast. You know, we have to yeah. have it most of the time. The kids definitely have to have it. Yeah. Well, and then the kids start asking for it. I found that like my kids, if for some reason I forget one day, they will ask me to do the verse with them. And so that obviously holds me accountable as well. Once I start implementing it, kids like routine and rhythms too a lot. They they like that consistency. I completely agree, actually. And I think that sometimes our culture is like, you know, let's just wing it and go with it. And there is totally a time and place for that with discipleship as well you know as you were saying we're outside we're looking at the trees and the leaves and things like that it generates a whole lot of discussion that's not something you've necessarily formulated all these questions yes so there is a lot of um on the fly kind of stuff but then I think as well it is getting intentional and creating those routines and rhythms because kids do thrive on that yeah Well, Kyan, I have so enjoyed our chat about rhythms and just pointing our kids to Jesus. It's been really encouraging and I have definitely got something out of it, which I think that's the aim of the game here. Like, obviously, I love interviewing guests, getting to know them a bit more, but also getting something for myself too, which is really cool. So I'm going to be totally implementing some scripture memorization over breakfast because I haven't really figured out when to do it and how to go about it. I mean, before we wrap it up, how would you, can you just um, share with us how you go about that? Do you just pick a verse at random? Are you focusing on something in particular? Yeah, I've kind of done both. At first it was just at random. And then honestly, as we've had different parenting struggles, I've definitely tied in certain things (laughs) we've been dealing with, whining a lot in our household. Oh, yeah. We've looked up different things around that. And I have an app on my phone. It's called, let me look at it real quick. I think it's called Versify. And it has like a directory in there. So you can look up based on different topics or they have all sorts of different categories that you can look it up in. So that has been really helpful. Or you can obviously Google different scriptures as well. But yeah, we just sit down, eat our breakfast. We go through the verse a few times and the two-year-old takes a little bit longer. I tie actions with it for little kids. I think that is really, really helpful. My actions are not anything fancy, I'll be honest, but (laughs) they do the job. um, And that helps them memorize it a lot quicker too, because I can just show them the actions and they remember the words very quickly. That's cool. We've done actions as well. And I really, I don't know about your children, but as my daughter got older, she kind of wanted to create the actions with me. So I would ask her, what are your thoughts? Like, what should we do for this? What should we do for that? And she, I think when she created the action, she 
took it on as your own and remembered it a whole lot better than if I had told her the action. Oh, so, yeah, that is a great idea. Yeah, so now that we're, she's uh, seven now. So sometimes okay. when we have done that, yeah, it's a lot easier. She catches it a lot easier when she's yeah. actually had a hand in it, which is cool. Yeah, I'll have to try that with my kids. That's a good idea. <laughs> well, can you share with, to wrap everything up, can you share with the listeners how they can find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. I share over on YouTube, as you mentioned, I share weekly like blog style videos on faith and motherhood and simple living over there. And then I share kind of throughout the week over on Instagram. I share a lot of like behind the behind the scenes of discipling moments and things that I'm doing with my kids in that regard, as well as intentional daily rhythms and even things like things we're neglecting for the sake of balance. I like to have conversations like that and just open up conversations that people don't normally have because I think it's helpful to have those if you are going to be on social media trying to find that balance of everything so um, both are at Cayenne and Matt which we have very confusing names so it's K-Y-A-N-N and A-N-D and then M-A-T with one T so I'm sure you'll link it below or whatever but I will okay thank you so much for having me on here I've loved talking with you and getting to know you oh I've loved it so much it was really inspirational hearing about rhythms how they're formulated, how they impact on your day and things just run a whole lot smoother because that's ultimately what we're wanting here, isn't it? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.